You're listening to Beyond the Ribbon, a podcast of the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center. This podcast is brought to you by Kia of Amarillo, proud member of the Auto Inc. family of dealerships. Be sure to check out their website at kiaofamarillo.com. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for part two of our fundraising podcast. Uh, you know, if you have not listened to part one, that's where we are discussing the why as it pertains to fundraising. This podcast is going to be focusing on how. We want to give you lots of tips, lots of ideas, and really kind of dive deeply into um, how to help you be successful and earn some great prizes. So to help with this portion, listen, I want to introduce you to someone that I've gotten to know well over the last year or so. Uh, I want to introduce you to Godwin Dixon. Now, Godwin is the leader of our top fundraising team this last year. Now, listen, this is his team name. It's one of my favorites. They are the, the, and I hope they continue on as this team name. They are the worst pace scenario. <laughs> now, the worst pace scenario raised $28,769.91. Uh, incredible, set the record for, you know, largest amount by a team um, by far. And so, Godwin, thank you for joining us and uh, being willing to impart some knowledge to our listeners. Well, I'm happy to, and I've got to tell you that the previous 24-hour team name we had for previous races was Three of Us Are Fast. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that one, too. But no, I'm happy to help. This is an incredible cause. You guys do amazing work, and it's certainly worthy of us giving our best, so I'm happy to. Well, thank you. Uh, I guess uh, with Three of Us Are Fast, um, there's probably, it's, it, there's a lot of debate around the campfire uh, before you get to the event. Uh, I would imagine there's it's surely not me, right? There, there was much grief given nonstop. And as a matter of fact, this year, one of our team members is a nutritionist. And I was telling her I'd put on some extra weight. And she basically looked me in the eyes. She said, don't let me beat you this year at 24 Hours at the Canyon. And <laughs> yeah. that was a motivator when your female teammate says, I will kick your ass. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, Godwin, how many years have you done 24 Hours? You know, I have signed up three times. I've only been able to do it twice because the first time I signed up, uh, while I was training, I managed to crash on the road and broke four ribs. And that took me out that year. But I have successfully done it twice and had a blast. Fantastic. You know, I think I remember that. I think I remember getting an email from you uh, saying, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. I crashed and broke some ribs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was not fun. Uh, trying to sleep after with four broken ribs, you spend a lot of time in a recliner. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this before we start jumping into um, fundraising. I, I'm sure in the in the uh, uh, years that you've done 24 hours in the canyon, there's lots of memories. But do you happen to have maybe a favorite or a couple of favorite memories? You know, I do. And I would tell you this year, um, we, we stepped it up. We trained a lot more and our goal was to podium. And we went back and forth all night. Uh, we still, at one point we were in fifth, we moved up to fourth and we were battling this other team and they just had a star racer on their team and he was kicking the crud out of us all night long. <laughs> and it came to the last lap and he had just finished and was handing off and it was neck and neck. And um, one, Jason Miller on our team, who he and I tied for the fastest on our team, he was a smidge faster, uh, went out and their, their fastest decided to go catch him. And he'd been beating us badly all night long, but a double was a little bit too much and we were sweating it. And just a few minutes before the cutoff, our guy finished first ahead of him and we went nuts because the uh -huh. whole time we were 
sweating. And we were all questioning ourselves. Did I push as hard as I could? Man, if we lose by a few seconds, I'm going to be kicking yeah. myself. Oh. So just from a competition standpoint, that was a blast. But I'll tell you the other memory that sticks out. Before I did 24 Hours in the Canyon, a friend who had done it many a time, Simon Hodgson. You probably know Simon. I do. He, I said, do. To me, he said, Godwin, the, the coolest thing is the first lap when you go by and you see all the cancer survivors. And he said, there won't be a dry eye. It kind of reminds you why you're doing it. And it's incredible. And he said, you got to do that. And so both years we've done it, our whole team has has ridden that portion. Uh, after we get past the cancer survivors, then whoever's doing the lead lap, you know, takes off. Yeah. But just seeing all those folks, man, that, that, that gets you. It does. It does. And you know, if, if you've not done 24 hours and this is your first time and you're listening to this podcast, you are in for a treat. And um, it is it is um, it, it, that, too, to me, is the highlight of the entire event. And it is it's a it's a an emotional moment. Um, there's there's a, an enormous amount of appreciation on both sides uh, all the way around. And it, it's wonderful. So thank you for sharing those. Um, now let's let's jump right in and we'll we'll kind of just roll through some of this on on how to fundraise. Obviously, you were very successful, you guys were this year, uh, this last year for 2022. So I always like to tell people, really and truly, there's no super secret sauce, there's no super secret way. Um, and it, it really is fairly easy um, if you're willing to do it. And uh, we want to reward you if you do it. And so the first thing is when when you register, you guys. Um, you, you actually created a fundraising page. You don't know that. Maybe you don't know that, but you did. Um, you created and log, a login and a um, password. And that we'll talk about that in just a second too, because the first thing you should really look at is our fundraising incentives, right, Godwin? They are pretty sweet. Uh, you, you guys knocked it out of the park on incentives. I mean, I'd, I'd be working my tail off without any incentives, but I got to say, I enjoy the daylight out of yes. I use all my past incentives regularly. That's that's the goal. You know, so we want you to go to our website, 24hoursinthecanyon.org. Click on the top where it says fundraise um, and then check on that and look at the incentives. And I'm telling you, um, I, this is the point. You'll I don't like to gloat and I don't like to brag, but I'll just this is the honest truth um, because we've set it up this way. I think you'll be hard pressed to find a, a charitable event that gives you better incentives than what we do. Um, just, and I say that just because they're, they're fairly easy to achieve and get good stuff. You know, many of your, of your fundraising uh, uh, events, you have to raise $500 just to get a t-shirt. Um, you know, you're going to get some good stuff. So we won't let the cat out of the bag and spend time talking about that, but please, please, please go check out those fundraising incentives. Now, oh. And Ryan, if yes. I can, I think it's important for folks to understand that those vendors are, are they got skin in the game too. They're giving you deep discounts on those. They are, are you know, a lot of them are donating or they're giving it really good cost. So yes. folks should understand the money is going to the cause. Oh, this yes. is the vendors pitching in. So you can feel good about getting those incentives yeah. and they're sweet. And you want to hit the top fundraising marks because the top, top items are awesome. Yes. Very good point, Godwin. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we're not paying retail for those. Let's just put it that way. Um, and we're thankful for our sponsors and our, our uh, fundraising incentive folks that help us with all of those. Um, so if you're trying to figure out how to get to your fundraising page, um, there's a green box on the 24 Hours in the Canyon homepage and it's underneath the Harrington Cancer and Health Foundation logo. 
When you click on that, that'll take you directly to your login page. Um, that way you can check in there. You can see if your donations, you can uh, customize that, put your picture there, tell a story as to why you're writing, about who you're writing for, why you're doing it. And you can customize that completely. Now, if you forgot your password, don't fret. There's a button on there that says, uh, forgot password, reset password, and that will happen for you. The key on that is with that page, and Goblin, I know you guys did a lot of this. You want to point everybody you can to that page. We still accept checks. We still accept, you know, cash and checks, but it's super easy for them to click on a link, um, go to that page, make the donation, and then you get notified when someone donates. We get notified when someone donates, and it'll keep track for you. So you really don't ever have to question what incentive have I earned and where am I in my fundraising? Right, Goblin? Absolutely. And, and I think the, the key, and you highlighted this, is it makes it easy. And a key to fundraising is you want to make it easy on people yes. because I'm going to donate to you and I got to go write a check, fill out an envelope, put a stamp on it, put it to the mail. Those are all things that make me less likely to do it. If it's just click the link, put my credit card in, boom, it's done. It's so much easier. So definitely spend the time on your page because you make it easier on your donors. Very good point. Very good point. You know, um, the key on that too is, is that when someone makes a donation, no matter if it's a dollar or it's a thousand dollars or greater, they're going to get a receipt instantly that says, thank you for your donation. Retain this receipt for your tax purposes. It's tax deductible. So all the work is done for you. All you need to do is ask and get those donations. It's super, super simple. And by all donations, like I said, whether it's a dollar or $10,000 does not matter. Now, the key also to think about too is, while large donations are fantastic and you definitely want to you know, ask for large donations, there are some people that'll go, yeah, I'll give you 10 bucks. And you think, fantastic, we'll take it because it all adds up. Um, if we didn't take smaller do amount donations, it would be very challenging for you to reach all these big these big dollar uh, incentives. So the the key on that is is ask, ask, and ask. If you don't ask, Goblin, you're certainly not going to get right. Absolutely not. And two things. First off, you never get more than you ask, so never feel bad about asking big. But even if a person comes in less than what you thought, still be joyful. And just say, hey, boy, that's going to help. I, I really appreciate it. Because what you may find is they may come in lower this year, but maybe next year they come in higher. Versus if you kind of make them feel guilty, they didn't give more, you probably <laughs> won't get the next year. Yeah. So you be, be celebrate every gift that you get, but ask and, and ask big. Because generally people don't get offended if you ask too much. They're like, oh, man, you think I make more than I do. Well, I don't, but I can do this much. But I guarantee if you ask low, you're not going to get more than you asked for. That's true. That is very true. You know, I find, too, a lot of times it helps just to say, will you help me in this cause? Will you support cancer survivors? Will you give? And, you know, a lot of times, too, sometimes they'll go, well, sure. I mean, like, what? how much do you need? And then that opens the door, yeah. right? But that, that opens your door. Like, they're in. You've almost got the hook set in the, in the fish's mouth. You're very close. And uh, well and to that point, you can say, I'm trying to reach a $10,000 goal. 
or I'm trying to reach a, a $7,500 goal. You throw that number out there. Yeah. Um, there is a truism in sales and also fundraising is he who mentions money first loses. And so it's good to sometimes say, um, you know, hey, I'm trying to reach a $10,000 goal. Yeah. What would be an appropriate amount for me to ask you? Yeah. And that can be an unlocking move because then I'm not pressuring you with an ask yet, but I'm saying, hey, I, I, I want to be respectful of where you are. This is an important cause. It's very meaningful to me. Boy, do they do good work. I'm trying to hit 10,000. How much can I ask you for? And then they may come back and say, you know what? Uh, you could ask me for 500. Great. Could you do 500? That yeah. way, you know, there are. That's a very good idea, Goblin. That's a very good idea. You know, one of the things is too is you may be saying, well, what if they want to write me a check? You know, Godwin, you mentioned about, gosh, it is a hassle, but there are still people, and I don't want to offend anyone if you're in this category, but there are still people who write paper checks. Um, don't, don't fret, don't worry. On our website, underneath the fundraising incentives, you'll see a, a form there that you can have them fill out. They can, they can put a check on there. You, you can mail it to us. We will, even if you don't have the form, send me the check. You'll have my email at my email address. You can email me for our mailing address. If you don't find it, um, send me the check. What I'll do is I'll get it in and I'll enter it in on your page on the back end. You're not going to lose credit. I promise you. It's, it's very well. Simple. And, you know, that's something, Ryan, as you know, uh, probably 98% of my folks did not use a check, but my two biggest donors did do checks. That's right. And so you will have some people that just are buggy about that. Yep. And you can also, if you have any concerns, you can say, hey, a check would be great. I tell you what, I'm going to come by and pick it up and I'll mail it for you yes. just to make it easier for you. Now, in my case, my two donors did mail it in, but one of them was a, an elderly person I was a little nervous about. And so sometimes you just, yeah, you say, hey, I'll mail it for you. Yeah. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Now, on that page, when you registered and you go to your fundraising page and you've created it and you've checked it all out and you've, you've, you've put your story in there, told who you're writing for, um, there's a way on there that you can send that link out. You can send a, a link directly via email. You can send it to your social media page. And we all know, right? I mean, you, you see stuff on social media and you scroll past it. You may get a few donations. You may not. You may get a handful. Who knows? But I encourage you to utilize every possible avenue you have. And what does that look like? So it looks like texting it to someone individually. Hey, here's my link. Hope you'll, hope you'll donate. Those are some of the easiest non-face-to-face -face asks. Now, does that work? Sure. Better is face-to-face. -face. And I know, uh, Godwin, I know you had a lot of discussions with your donors face-to-face uh, -face or via the phone calls to ask them to donate, right? Absolutely. So a truism of fundraising, and, and one of the things you know, the listeners probably don't know is I actually spent 17 years working in the not-for-profit world and I did fundraising. And so I, I had the chance to learn from the best. So the things I'm sharing with you are, are tried and true and they're proven, proven things. A truism is people don't give to causes, they give to people. Yep. And so your relationship with the person is going to be key. And if you send me a text, I'll give you a little gift. But if you call me or visit with me, I'll, I'll, I'll realize this must be important for you to spend that extra time and I'll give you a bigger, bigger gift. So the personal ask is incredibly important. And by the way, I can give a lot more emotion uh, on a phone call or an in-person than I can a text. A text is just words. 
But when I'm talking with you, I can say, man, this one's important. I, I, I'm working my tail off and I'd really like your help because these folks are doing good, good work. That's right. That's right. You know, and you may be saying, but I'm not comfortable talking to someone face to face. And we get it. Fundraising is not and asking for money is not always easy. Um, Goblin just said he's been in the, the nonprofit world as have, high, as have I for a long time. Um, it comes fairly easy for us. And you may be saying, but I can't do that. I don't feel comfortable. But that, So that's why we give you the option of saying, you know what? Send this out via email. Craft a, craft a serious email to your people. Um, mail a letter. It's not often these days that you get something in the mail that's an actual hard piece of something to read uh, a request. Um, you know, put some heart into that. Put this, put the story that you're, uh, who you're writing for in there. Now, the other thing that we have too, you'll notice on our fundraising page is a uh, QR code to scan to go to Venmo. Now, we didn't do a great job last year of pushing our Venmo option. I know, God, when you used Venmo, because you reached out to me and said, hey, I got a guy that wants to donate via Venmo. Please tell me you do it. And I'm like, yes, we do. Here it is. And so send, take a picture of that. Send that out and go, hey, send me 20 bucks. You know, send me 100 bucks. Um, whatever it may be, people are inclined to scan and do and, 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 and make that happen because, right, it doesn't really hit their bottom line. I mean, they don't feel like it, right? It's in their Venmo account. It's out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but utilize that. We really have a way to make it easy and simple for people to donate. The key on this is do not be afraid to ask. Just figure out how you're going to ask. Right, Goblin? Absolutely. And, and you know, speaking of, of Facebook and text, there's a truism also of fundraising that for every zero in the gift, you need to have a contact. And so I'll do a Facebook post. Well, that's one of the connections. I'll do a text. That's another connection. I'll do the phone call. That's another connection. Now I've put three zeros in that gift. That's how you get into the upper ones. Uh, but to the point two in the Venmo thing, if a donor throws a curveball at you and wants to pay it a certain way, reach out to Ryan and yeah. you'll find he'll, he'll move heaven and earth to try to make it work. Uh, <laughs> you better believe it. But a lot of it is awareness. You know, for me to write a bigger check for somebody, you got to put it on my radar ahead of time. If the first time I've heard about it is, is the ask, you're probably less successful. But if I saw you post on Facebook and I, I saw it again on Facebook, I've seen it a couple of times. Now you've kind of warmed me up for the personal ask. Yeah. But it, it's good to have several touches. Very good point. Very good point. You know, um, to go along with that too is, I would bet maybe you make a phone call and Godwin says, Hey, listen, I'll, do I'll, I'll donate a hundred bucks to you. Send me how to do it. Well, on your page, you don't ever see that donation from Godwin. It's okay to reach back out to Godwin and go, Hey, Hey man, you told me you were going to throw a hundred bucks my way. Did you, I, I'll send it to you again. You know, it's kind of like that. You need to be, you need to hear it three or four times before you really go, oh man, I, I do need to do that. So don't be afraid to bug them. The, the proverbial squeaky wheel definitely gets the grease. And then the other key I would say is before we get into some tips and some ideas is don't assume, do not assume someone won't give, you know, let them say, no, nah, I can't do it. I've already tapped out you know, whatever the case may be, 
I've, I've fallen into that trap before where I figure, oh, that business gets hits up. Yeah, they get hit up for all kinds of events. Uh, I'm going to pass on them this year, maybe next year. And I shouldn't do that. I should go straight to them and let them tell me no um, before I make that decision for them. And I think that's a very good point to take to heart is it's okay to be told no. We get told no all the time. And to that point, you, you got to have thick skin and recognize you you are going to get told no, and that's okay. Yeah. Because, you know, somebody's situation may be that they just can't give a gift or maybe cancer doesn't resonate with them, but you may hit five people and three of them, it doesn't resonate, but two of them are personal survivors. Yes. And boy, have you tapped into something they get. That's and right. those are the folks that will come in big or they had somebody in their family that was a survivor. And, and interestingly, we talked about the email. I do write a very compelling email. And that does raise me a fair amount of money. So if you're not comfortable talking to somebody, don't worry about it. Use it in an email, but personalize it. Um, in, in my personal story, and this is part of why I feel so strongly about this, is I was three when my dad had lung cancer. And he was not expected to make it. And uh, he, he did. He survived. He was one of the, the rare ones that, to beat lung cancer. But he talked about how for years, the, well, that's just him talking about, we all just knew that the cloud of death hung over our family. And I just assumed every family was like that and found out later they weren't. But we all just expected it to come back. We all expected him to die. And when he finally passed a milestone where he knew he wasn't going to die, he talked about how that messed with him. Because he had all his mind about, I'm, I'm, I got to prepare for my family. I won't be here. And now I will. So I just share that to say, cancer messes with your mind. It, it makes every time you cough, you, you're second guessing it. Every time you have a spot on your skin, you're second guessing it. This support is huge. So I told that story. I put that story in my email. I put a picture of me and my dad at about the age where he got his cancer. And, and I put in there, I said, this is a picture right before my dad discovered he had cancer yeah. and he, you know, he had to think about, you know, leaving this world and leaving me behind as a three-year-old and my sister as a seven-year-old. And, and I kind of shared our story and I said, that's why I'm doing this because a lot of people do with this. Would you support it? And you'd be amazed how many people were touched by the fact I personalized it. Now, a lot of people don't have that much of a personal story. So after you've done 24 hours in Canyon, include a picture of the survivors. I do every year. You know, figure out how you can make it personal to you because that's just so much more effective fundraising. This is a hell of a story. Yes. Goblin, that's that's a very good point. Um, some people may think, you know, but I don't feel, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know. That's kind of like tugging at the heartstrings. And again, people have the choice of not donating. Um, you are just simply telling why you're passionate about 24 hours in the canyon, why you're passionate about raising for cancer survivors, um, what, what has happened in your life. And I think it's important to share those things. And the other thing too is, I think that, you know, if you have questions about, is this, I mean, what, how, how should I go about this? As Godwin said earlier, email me, email me. I listen, I get a thousand emails around 24 hours. It's okay. A thousand and one I can handle. We'll be all right. Um, I want you to be successful, taking home great incentives because ultimately our cancer survivors win and we all win together. Now, Goblin, let's shift our gears if we can. And let's talk about some ideas um, and ways that folks can, can, can fundraise. 
I've got uh, several listed. I know that you've got some things that you did as well. And so we'll just kind of throw some of these things out and we'll just roll with this. And maybe some of these things will resonate with you. Um, as again, I said at the very beginning, there are a thousand different ways, maybe even more ways to do this. Um, I don't know your, where you are. I don't know your connections, but maybe there's just something that we'll talk about that makes it simple and easy for you. Um, one of the things that I know that folks have done is when you're looking at the incentives and you say, gosh, these are all fantastic. I already have one of those. That's a great opportunity for you to say, you know what, from anyone that gives and donates in my, on my page for this cause, I'm going to do a drawing and I'm, I'm going to really figure out a way to say, I'll be giving this incentive away. I, I, I you know, I want to know everybody who donates, you have the potential to win an incentive that I had, you know, the luxury of getting because you gave. And so I think that's a great opportunity as well is maybe to use one of those incentives that way. Um, there's been several that have done that. Um, the other thing too, and I, I think Goblin, I don't know if you had any of this. Did you, if you, did you have any matching donations this night, this last year? I did. And matching donations can be really powerful because a, you can, so what a matching donation means is you ask somebody to put up matching funds. So I, I had a friend who was a cancer survivor and I said, why don't you help me raise a lot more and do a matching gift? And we went back and forth and she put in $5,000. She said, the first $5,000 you raise, I'll match dollar for dollar. And what that allowed me to do was to go to people and say, hey, if you give a hundred bucks, it turns into 200. Yeah. If you give 200, it turns into 400. And folks like that. And that get, led them to give bigger gifts, yes. but it all from my matching donor, she now was a part of the success because I could tell her, hey, your gift gets doubled because that 5,000 you're putting in turns into 10,000. And now this is a part of, of your program. And I'd keep her apprised on that. So I did that the first year. Yeah. The second year, I, I got a second person. I had two people do $5,000 gifts, matching gifts. One of them and, and both of them were cancer survivors. Uh, and with the second one, I didn't know he was a cancer survivor until we started talking about it. Uh, not only was he a cancer survivor, he'd had a lot of in his family that were cancer. So I know this cause means a lot to him. So this year I'm going to ask him to double and I'm going to ask him to come in at $10,000. And I'm still going to ask the first person to come in at $5,000. I'm going to ask somebody else to come in at $5,000. Now you can see how you can get up to those big amounts if you can tap several people into that. And boy, is that a great message to everybody else to say, hey, I've got 10,000 or 15,000 matching gifts. You can also spread those out. You say, hey, I've got $5,000 if, if people will donate in the next week. Because creating urgency is good because then you get them to write a check now versus saying, yeah, I'll do it later. Then once you've met that 5,000, you then say, hey, I got another 5,000, but we got to raise it within the next you know, two weeks or those sort of things. So those are techniques that can really help people step up a good bit more. Now, I will tell you, my donors said I'm going to give it to you whether you raise it or not. I didn't sell, tell that to folks, but I, I, I worked hard to, to raise all those matching funds and we got them. That's right. That's right. The, and, and those that's a, that's a fantastic way to raise a lot of money. The other type of matching, too, is let's say you ask someone who works for an organization and their company does matching gifts. Um, we get a lot of matching gifts. Like what Godwin said, 
We also get a lot of matching gifts from corporations. So a donor gives you $150 or $250 and their company will match dollar for dollar up to a certain amount. So find out, hey, by chance, I don't know, you know, what I don't know if your company matches that uh, donations, charitable donations, but if they do, I would love to take a part of that. It's a simple form. Um, and usually that form gets entered or, or a website that you go to. And then I get an email um, and see, hey, so-and-so donated $250 and the match will be $250. And I will go in and add that match onto your page on the back end. So matching money is free money. It really is. Um, if you have a question about matching, again, email me. I'll give you my email at the end of the podcast. And that's very important. The other thing is, is ask, you know, for any business that you do a lot of business with, um, whether that's your work business or you personally, you know, um, again, if you don't ask, you don't get. But I think the thing about it is, is um, we're talking about asking everybody, not just like your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma. We're talking about asking everybody. Um, so any business that your business happens to do work with or that you frequent and do work with, those are people you want to ask. Right, Godwin? And Ryan, what you what a lot of folks don't realize is most businesses have a budget for this. That's yes. part of cost of doing business is that if a client, you know, asks for something extra, they've got money for it. So you're not offending them when you ask for it. And quite frankly, you know, depending on where you're, where you are in the business, you can reach out to some of your vendors, or you can ask your boss to reach out to some of your vendors. Um, I'm fortunate because I, I own a business. I can put, you know, lean on my folks. But when I worked for others, I could tell my boss, hey, could you reach out to them? And, and they'll say, hey, you know, I've got an employee that's going to be in this race. It's a cancer fundraiser. Could you guys be a, a supporter or a sponsor of that? You'd be surprised how many folks are happy to do that. That's a very good point. You know, talking about businesses, um, if you follow our social media page, you probably see a lot of things that happen in Amarillo. Uh, where businesses are giving percentages and doing a variety of programs and things like that for us. You probably go, God, I wish they did this in Dallas or I wish they did this in Houston or wherever. Um, why don't you reach out to businesses that you have a connection with and ask them to do something? You know, um, you you can do that. We We give you the freedom to say, hey, business X, I am raising money and this is why I'm raising it. Would you help me? Um, and maybe they'll do a percentage of the, the night, you know, one of those things. Um, maybe, and this has been super successful, maybe they'll do a roundup campaign where, you know, simply rounding up a, an amount of money from uh, the sales. If they say, if the customer says yes, it rounds up. And then at the end of the, the time, or the end of the month or whatever, you get that check and it gets sent to us and we will put it on your page. Those are very simple, easy ways to do that. You know, ask them if they'll do those things. Um, you know, some of the other things that I know a lot of people do, and maybe this is easier, it's less uh, formal in, in terms of asking, you know, the proverbial garage sale, and you put out that you're donating the sales to the, the, the 24 hours in the canyon. Those are simple and easy ways, you know, and, and those are never, never taken for granted. The other thing is, and I know there's been several people here in Amarillo, who have um, significant talents, whether it's painting or photography or whatever the case may be, and they post on all of their stuff and send out to their customers, 
um, hey, look, I'm doing a portion of the sales for this month or that month for this period of time, a portion of the sales will go to 24 hours in the canyon. And here's what they do. And so those are just incremental dollars. Again, I think it's very interesting to find out ways to just coordinate that and make that work. Uh, whatever your, your passion is and your talents are, those are simple and easy ways to get done. Right, Godwin? Brian, restaurants will often have a night dedicated to a charity. Yes. So if you have a restaurant you go to regularly, and if you say to them, hey, if, if I told all my friends to come eat here on a Monday night, and if you choose a, a night that's not normally busy, you have a much better chance of them giving you a percentage of the profits, yep. you'd be amazed. And then you tell your friends, hey, we're going to show up to you know XYZ bar or, or restaurant on a Monday night, and they're going to give 10% to, to my 24 hours in the canyon cost. The restaurant likes it because they're getting business they otherwise wouldn't get, and you get some free money and your friends get to come have a dinner. Oh yeah. So that could be a good one as well. Oh, um, yeah. One of the things too that um, I, I thought about too was, you know, we talked earlier, Ryan, about having many touches. And if you're not comfortable talking with a person, you can write a beautiful email, but send a text ahead of time to say, hey, I'm going to be sending you an important email. Um, I would, it would mean a lot if you would look at this. And then after you've sent the email, send them another one. E each one of those is a touch. Yes. If you're comfortable making a call, make the call and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm going to be sending you a personal email. Now, a lot of people can get a little overwhelmed with the thought of sending a bunch of emails. I can tell you the body of my email doesn't change. I change the beginning of it. And I'll say, you know, so if I were writing an email to you, I'd say, hey, Ryan, you know, this is an important cause. And, and I would say reference something that I know about you but the body's the same. And that way I can send out a bunch of personalized emails, but it doesn't take me much, doesn't take me too long because I'm only changing the, the beginning and the ending. That's right. That's right. Tailor those asks to your potential donors. That's, yep. that, that is that is a, a huge uh, plus there. Um, one of the other things uh, that I think is important for you to remember um, is we allow you to have one week post-event um, to turn in any fundraising dollars. Now, you know, the event happens and it's a crazy weekend, amazing, emotional, uh, physically exhausting weekend. And But we understand that you may still have some donations coming in. And so we give you one week after the event to turn in your money. Now, here's the thing. Just hear me say this. Um, I'm going to work with you when it comes to the fact of, hey, I'm sending you $1,000 in checks. I don't know that it'll get there before my week is up. Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're in this together. This is our partnership, right? So what about if you ask someone, you know, and, and this is interesting, Godwin, I've never had anyone do this. And I'm challenging, if you're listening to this, I'm challenging you to do this. I've never had anyone say, well, I caught a pledge uh, deal where I had all these people pledge for how many miles I rode. I've ne we've never had that. So that is a great idea for you to say, you know what? I'm going to do kind of my fundraising on the back end, um, assuming you get a lot of pledges, right? It could be very lucrative for you. Um, and assuming you put in a lot of miles, right, Godwin? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I will tell you, that is a motivator. Um, we have an event here in Dallas called Judgment Day. Oh, and you, yes. do, you do 100 miles in the heat of the summer. You do 10 different mountain bike trails. And I did that once. I, I supported a charity. 
and I had people pledge per mile. And man, was I motivated to do all 100. And we raised over 10,000 bucks doing that. I think we ended up raising 12,000 just by putting in miles. And 24 hours in Kenya, the average person gets blown away by the thought of you doing eight laps of an eight mile course. I mean, that's oh, yeah. 64 miles if you do eight laps. Even if you do lesser, you could say, hey, would you come in at 10 bucks a mile or 50 bucks a mile or you know, those sort of things? Or you could tie it to laps. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But the another thing is, and with that week afterwards, you will know, Ryan will tell you where you are in your fundraising. And let's say you're coming in at $3,800. You can say, guys, I need your help busting over the 4,000 mark, or I need your help in the $5,000 mark. Or you know what? We're, we're right now, we're the 11th place team on fundraising. I want to get top 10. If you yeah. can help me get this, you put that out on Facebook, you blast all that to your friends and texts. You may find some of the people that already donated will give you another gift to help you hit a milestone. So, That's so fine. use use all of those. Those those are good. Yeah, very good good tips there, Godwin. Very good tips. You know, I think you, you've gathered from all of these things. You know, the key on this is ask, 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 in in whatever form works for you. Um, Godwin, do you do you have any other tips or any other ideas before we kind of get into? after you've gotten your donations? Do you have any other ideas or tips that have worked for you guys? Absolutely. So you're going to work just as hard for a big gift as you are a small gift. And so kind of, I mean, send your blasts out, but kind of circle the people you think can make a difference. And we all know some people that have done better in life and that they've got a little bit extra. And if they are a cancer survivor or they had cancer in their family, um, you can you can have a very different message to them. What I said is, look, Ryan is taking care of a lot of folks that are don't have a lot of money and they need this support and they can't do it otherwise. Um, you know firsthand because you've been through cancer how how important that support is and how hard it is. And, and you have a support system. A lot of these people don't. Um, if you could step up and 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 really help out. Boy, you, you could help a lot of folks in need. Yeah. Sometimes personalizing it and targeting the people that can write the bigger check can, can really make a big difference. And make note of how you do year one and who it resonated with. And the next year, ask them for more. Because if they have a good experience, and we're going to talk about that here in a second, is to make sure that you, you do the wrap up. You're yeah. setting yourself up for next year and, and recognize whatever amount you raise this year, set the goal higher next year. And then set the goal even higher after that. Oh, yes. You know, um, so much about what you're doing now sets you up for next year. You know, as Gobbin said earlier, you're, you're touching someone, whether they give to you or not. Then next year, when you ask, they go, oh, yes, I remember you talked to me about that. It's now in their mind and they remember those things. So that is very, very key. Um, you know, the last thing is this um, going through once we've, you know, we've talked to you about how to ask. We've given you some ideas to ask. And then the last piece in fundraising that is equally important as if not more important than all of those others is thanking them. You know, we're going to thank your donors. Uh, the, the minute they make a donation, they're going to get a thank you email from us. If they uh, send in a check, I'm sending them a note thanking them for the donation. But what's more importantly because Godwin said this at the very beginning, and he's exactly right. People give to people, not organizations. So getting a thank you from Ryan, the event director of 24 Hours in the Canyon, yeah, that means something. But man, does it mean more to get a thank you 
from someone who, from Godwin, from you, whoever it is, that ask for that donation. And us, it's not just a, hey, thanks, I appreciate it. It needs to be, thank you for your donation. Here's what the weekend encompassed. You know, man, I walked away from this. It was amazing. I cannot wait for next year because what that does is that sets you up for your next year's ask. And it's super, super easy to do. Every year, and many of you listening may have gotten one of these from me, every year I commit to handwriting thank yous um, to our large donors, to our large fundraisers. And I'm telling you, it is hand cramping. I'm probably going to have carpal tunnel someday, but it's it is probably one of the most important things you can do because so many people rely on text and email thank yous. It's important to send a handwritten thank you uh, to thank your donors who donated to you. And Goblin, I know you do that, I'm sure. What are your thoughts on that? I, I do. And so that's actually a really important subject. So for starters, the handwritten note is huge. But if you're like me and your handwriting sucks, uh, you can do it via an email. Sure. And I, again, create an email template. And I include a picture of me at the race, one or two at the race. And I include the picture of the survivors. I talk about how I did. And I talk about what it was like to see those survivors and how important it was. And then I thank them. Yes. And if you think about it, every one of us has been hit up by somebody to buy somebody's friends, kids, cookies or, you know, bubble gum or, or whatever, you know, Girl Scout cookies, whatever it is. We all donate. But how many times have you been thanked afterwards by the kid? Probably haven't. Nope. But if you did, you'd remember that. Yep. And so one of the things you'll find out is if you say a very good thank you, you will stand out. When the, the not-for-profit I led for many years, we had a church that said, you know what? None of our members are involved with you. We don't really have any ties, but we give to you because you're the only not-for-profit that says thank you. And I was like, wow, yeah, shame on everybody else for not doing it. So the, the, the next year's gift starts with a thank you for this gift. And it's one of those, the right moral decision saying thank you is also the right fundraising decision. Yes. And a powerful thank you makes people feel good. And then the next year when you come to them, that door is already open and the chance of them stepping up even more so is, is, is there. Yes. Now, one of the things that I do you know, every year Ryan has those placards where you can write who you're racing in honor of and who you're racing in memory of. And when a person makes a gift to me, I say to them, I'm going to be racing in honor and memory of folks. Tell me who in your life is, is a cancer survivor and who has lost their battle to cancer. They then give me those names. I write them on the board. And then on race day, I, I take a picture of my placard. I actually drove out of the canyon to where I could get cell coverage last year. And I texted to everybody the picture of their loved one on my sign. And yeah. man, did I get positive responses. Folks were thrilled to know that their loved ones, especially those who had passed away, were being represented at this, this race. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they had an emotional tie to 24 Hours of Canyon they didn't otherwise have. Yeah. And then next year, when I go to them, I'm going to send them that picture again. And I'm going to say, hey, it was it was so awesome to be able to, to race in, in honor of your, your dad that passed away or race in honor of your wife that, that's fighting, fighting breast cancer. I'm going to be doing it again this year. Could I count on you again? And, you know, you, you have you have touched them emotionally. And remember, all of this is for such an important and good cause that the, these techniques work. Fundraising takes work. 
But you know what? Training for a 24-hour race takes work too. And we all do the training time, do the fundraising time, because it really makes a huge difference. Godwin, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. You know, um, that's why we opened registration in January. We want you to have as much time as possible to fundraise. Um, You know, one thing that I'm going to throw out too, and, and I think it's important as well, and I've had a few people do this, and I think it's it's fun as well because now now listen here, here this this come what I'm about to say comes with a caveat. If you live in Wisconsin, it's going to be real hard for your donors to do this. Um, if you live really a long ways away and you're fundraising, it may be very hard. If you live in the Amarillo area and you have donors that have donated to you, I I think it would be very wise for you to invite them. To come down, come down for the start. They, they, they are a. We can, we can make that work. Um, I'm. It's very simple. Come down for the start. Come see it. Um, maybe if you're, if you're, uh, uh, maybe you, let's say you're a non-competitive participant. Invite them down for supper on Saturday night. Maybe you're cooking at your campsite. Invite them to come down so they see your team. Um, you know, if you're competitive. Figure out a way, especially, like I said, if you live in this Amarillo area and it's easy for your donors, your big donors to come down, let's make that happen. Email me. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Um, Like I said from the beginning, we're in this together. It's What's most important is um, I provide you, hopefully, the resources to make this happen. Um, You know, the last thing I would say, too, is if they ride bikes and you're asking someone to donate, by golly, get them on your team. Um, let's make this work. If, 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 if someone's willing to donate and they ride a bike, um, let me know and we will figure out, I'll send you a code for your large donors to be on your team, uh, to where they can register at no charge. I want them there because that way they experience 24 hours by way of being a part of your team and they get to enjoy that weekend. You know, Ryan, that is absolutely true. And and Habitat for Humanity, which is, you know, the great group that builds houses, they found they got so successful that they quit having volunteers build houses and their donations cratered. Because what they found was that when people were actively involved in the event, they became bigger donors. So to your point, get the other folks on your team, get the folks there, get to see them. Um, There's a couple other things that, that popped into my mind. One of the other things that is just like a personal ask is is so emotionally powerful, sometimes a gift. Uh, When you give somebody a gift, they tend to give you something back. And, uh, you know, one of the things, and and I haven't told Ryan I'm going to hit him up for this, but I'm going to ask him to help me get some of the beer that they got last year. And I'm going to give six packs to some of my potential donors. And I'm going to say, here is the beer from 24 Hours in the Canyon. Um, Would you support me in it? Because if I've given you a six-pack beer, I've probably bumped your gift that you're going to give maybe from 50 bucks to 100 bucks, or maybe from 250 to 500. Yeah. Uh, so that can be a powerful piece too, is, is giving a gift and uh, uh, leading folks to give a little bit more so. I had another thought, and I'm, I'm blanking on it here. So so keep talking, Ryan, and I'll try to try to think about <laughs> idea here. My, my uh, brain's good. Now. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, here here here's the thing. Let me let me give you an email address. Uh, that you can hit me up with questions, all right? It's it's very simply info at the number 24hoursinthecanyon.org. Info at 24hoursinthecanyon.org. 
I'll get your email. You have questions. You you have a need. You you know, Godwin hit me up several times like, hey, I got this. Can we make this work? And I'm just going to tell you this, and I, I hope Godwin will agree. Um, I'm going to always, always side on the side of, 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 of it benefiting everyone, you know, whether it benefits the donor, whether it benefits the participant. And then of course it, it, it would benefit the charity, which is what I work for. And so we want to always err on that side. So if you have questions about, can I do X? Can I do Y? Can you, you know, give me a code for my largest donor uh, who wants to come and participate? Send me an email. Listen, as I said earlier, it does not hurt to ask. And you're hearing me say that from the event side, it does not hurt to ask. We we love, love having as many participants as we can from all over the United States um, and, and, and donors who are participating because I'm telling you, um, you're going to walk away, um, drive away from this weekend emotionally spent, um, you're physically spent. It is, it is an amazing, amazing weekend. I know I'm biased, um, but I challenge you to find someone who comes to 24 hours who doesn't feel that way. Godwin, I know, I know that, that's, that you would agree with that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I've got to say too, uh, and you know, we all know somebody who has gone through cancer. Most of us probably know somebody who's lost their battle with cancer. And we know that for that it sucks. You're going through one of the hardest times of your life, your family is. And if we can support those folks, oh my gosh, I've never personally had cancer, but both of my parents did. Um, I've got uncles and aunts that did. I've got cousins that did. And I've got friends. I lost my best friend to cancer. And I've seen firsthand how hard it is. This is worth us giving our best. Now, I've thrown out there that I got $5,000 matching grants. You may not know somebody that'll do a $5,000, but say to them, hey, I listened to the podcast, and the guy that set the fundraising record last year had a friend that did a $5,000 matching grant. I don't know if, if you could help me with a matching grant, but if you could, boy, that would that be great. I don't know if you can do $5,000, but tell me what you could do. That way, again, you're, you're laying it out for them. You've set the $5,000 mark out there. And then they come back and say, boy, that's great. I could only do 500. And you're like, wonderful, man, I got a $500 matching grant. So use my story as an example of ways that people got done and, and try to enlist them into helping you fundraise. Uh, it, it really does make a difference at whatever amount it is, because we're together, we're supporting Ryan's work. And man, is that good work? It, it deserves our very best. Yeah, you're changing lives every day. Uh, we see life change at the at the canyon at the 24 hours in the canyon cancer survivorship center. You know, um, I do my best to try to uh, tell you guys and 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 share those life change stories because you do. Every dollar you raise changes lives. Godwin, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for imparting. You know, you're you're, you're sharing. Uh, I wouldn't say you're sharing your secrets because as we talked, I mean, it, it, there are no real secrets. It's just having the gumption and the will to ask and do the work. Um, I thank you for, gosh, uh, all the money you guys raised. I, I'm counting on you uh, to come in. And I know you told me last year, we're going to beat it. We're going to beat this, you know, we're going to beat 2022's record. Uh, so I'm counting on 2023. And uh, you guys are listening as well. Listen, uh, get out there and do your fundraising and and make a difference in someone's life. Goblin, do you got any last little nuggets you want to leave? 
I do. I'm going to say two things. For starters, um, we are going to beat our fundraising record from last year. And secondly, I hope we don't win. I hope several other teams pick the crap out of us, but I'm going to tell you, I want you guys to bring it because I'm going to work my best to kick the crap out of you guys, just like I am in the 24-hour race. I'm going to try to kick you, crack out of you in the fundraising. But if you have a person that you think has potential and you're not sure how to approach them, reach out to Ryan. Ryan, you can reach out to me. I'll get on the phone with you. We'll yeah. brainstorm through how to approach that person. Ryan and I have done this for many years. Between the two of us, we've got some great ideas that can help you out. Heck, you can even get Ryan on the phone with him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so if you're uncomfortable, turn it over to us professionals. Ryan will help. I'll help. Let's work together and set fundraising records so that Ryan never has to turn anyone away who right. needs it. Because right. we can we can make such a big difference in lives if we all work together. It's worth our best. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, let me give you this email email address again. It's info at 24hoursinthecanyon.org. Um, listen, we thank you guys for listening. I hope you've taken notes. I hope you'll go back and, and re-listen. There's so many pieces and parts and nuggets in this podcast. I know that can make a difference in your fundraising. Um, and listen, you may need a small U-Haul uh, to take home some hardware, right, Garwin? Absolutely. And one last thing I just did think of, if it's possible, consider making a gift yourself more than just your entry fee, because I will tell you that if you can lead with, I'm not only racing, I'm also donating. That is a powerful piece. Uh, it's good setting example. And like I said, you will walk home with some serious swag. But, you know, when I always like it if somebody asks me for money, if they've donated themselves. And the thing is, you know, your amount may be lesser than some of what your friends are capable of. But just the fact you did it is, is big. So go generous yourself. Then you're more comfortable challenging other folks. Yeah, that is a great point to leave our listeners with. You guys listening, we appreciate you because you have committed to coming to 24 Hours in the Canyon. And I can promise you this. I can promise you this. Of all the things you're going to experience at 24 Hours in the Canyon, um, you are going to walk away with feeling this service above yourself. Um, you're making a difference in someone's life. And there's no better feeling than, than to know, especially at the start of the event, these are the people I'm helping. So I want to challenge you guys in your fundraising. Listen, even if you've never fundraised before and you come in and you turn in a hundred bucks, listen. You are never, ever, ever going to hear someone complain like that's all you did. We are very grateful. We are very thankful for that. Um, we know it's not for everyone, but it is very simple and easy to do if you just put a plan together and move forward with it. Godwin, thank you again for, for joining us today and, and sharing information with our, our listeners. Um, I know that uh, uh, there's a lot here. So take some time to digest this and then get busy on that fundraising and let me know if you got some questions. Thank you guys for listening. And listen, I will see you in the canyon. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Ribbon. We'd like to extend a special thanks to the Auto Inc. family of dealerships as they have supported the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center since 2016. For more information on the Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website at 24survivorship.org.